Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis, Lennox, I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this in seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend, and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Lipton. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their floor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Saying now, Mike, Mike. Hello, welcome to the very first Ringside Fracas. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by a very, very new cast today for our, for our first ever boxing podcast on, on the Touchdown Fracas Network. Uh, I'm joined today by uh, Dr. Leroy of Touchy Gooners and Touchdown Fracas fandom. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm hey, good. listen. I'm going to come out today, so it's all right. It's all right. Listen, it's, it's, it's about time you get to come on a podcast and talk about something that you actually enjoy speaking about for once. Yeah, true, true, true. I'm, I'm fed up at Arsenal, so yeah, let me move to this now. Yeah. Leroy said to me, bro, like, listen, just get me out of this Arsenal podcast, man. I'm, I'm tired. Just give me something else to do on a Wednesday evening. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got Sebi from uh, Mogger and Touchdown Frackers. How you doing, man? What's good, bro? What's good? Uh, you know, testing out my new virtual screen. Loving it, mate. Yeah. Who's that yeah, behind you? You know, the, you know, you know, you know the guys, man. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Jide. How you doing, man? Yo, what's good? What's good? Uh, we've got Sate. Yo. And we've got a member of the the. Uh, how shall I put it? Uh, we, well, we've got Samson, who I, I've I've been led to believe is is anti AJ now. Listen, he's come on here to defend himself, yeah. But listen, uh, I'm not, I'm not standing for any uh, AJ uh, criticism on here. All right, let's get wow. that straight from the start. Wow, wow, wow! This is what I do off the bat. <laughs> off the bat. Well, welcome, Samson. You know, you know, how are you as, doing? As the villain, man. You got to have me over the villain, man. It's not well, fair. listen, people got to play their characters. <laughs> Everyone's got oh, their no, role. No, I was told. Cool. I was told you're the villain. Like uh, Jide said, no, yeah. Samson just disagrees with everything that I say. It's not true, but GD GD has some crazy points, like crazy, crazy, crazy points. Really? It just needs to get shut down. That's why I'm here. Nah, that's true. That's true. Nah, I'm, I'm here still. GD has some wild takes still. GD has some wild takes, man. Before we get onto the wild takes, before we get onto the wild takes, just um remember to follow us on Ringside Frackers on Twitter. That's Ringside underscore Frackers on Twitter. 
um, subscribe to the podcast and all that so you get it every week. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to start with <clears throat> just to get to know everyone. Obviously, we all know each other. We're in like a group chat and turn on Twitter and stuff like that. But this is our first time doing a podcast together, right? And you as an audience, you don't really know too much about us per se, other than maybe our football opinions and whatnot and what you've seen on the timeline. So we're going to start off with a simple little exercise. We're going to go with um, an unpopular boxing opinion, all right, just to see what people's uh, opinions and thoughts are on certain things, right? So since Jide is the guy with the crazy views, let's start with him. Jide, what is your unpopular boxing opinion? To be fair, like, I don't feel like I have a lot of unpopular ones because my ones are, they, they, they get called unpopular, but it's not really unpopular like that. So maybe one I would say, for example, is um, I think Errol Spence never, ever wanted the Terence Crawford fight. Never wanted it, doesn't want it now, and never ever will want it. He just wants to, <laughs> just wants to, to. He went from strap season to God, join my, join my, my own, coming on my own street, and now he's chasing a 168 pounder. He doesn't want Brook and um, Bud, and we know it, he knows it, and his fans know it as well. So, yeah, that's fine. Is that, is that, a, is that an unpopular opinion amongst this group? Not unpopular, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm 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 60 70% there but not as as Okay so you so you're almost on the agenda there yeah Almost almost Wow shit you not chatting shit Wow Alright, Dr. Leroy said Jude's chatting shit it, it, it doesn't even make sense <laughs> Samson saying it don't make sense. All right, cool. Well, this is what we're here for, isn't it? This is what we're here for. But we're going to get on to some uh, Spence Crawford chat a little bit later anyway. So, um, Samson, let's go to you then. Uh, what's your unpopular opinion? See, now, I'm going to set the record straight. Like I said earlier, I have nothing against AJ. I think my issue stems from Hearn. I think Hearn is a joke, man. He's just not. I think I have stated that as well. No Hearn slander as well, Samson, man. <laughs> Hearn and AJ are off bounds. No, 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 no. You know what it is? Fighters, if a name isn't AJ, go to matching to die. They go there for the career to die. And it's a fact. We, we, we're blinded because we see the success of AJ. But if you look at what's actually happening in the landscape, fighters go to matchroom to die. Their career dies at matchroom. Matchroom USA is like literally a gravestone. Matchroom UK, death to the fighter. Point blank. What, what, what kind of examples have you got though? Of like, what? what Boy, give, give me the best example of a of a of someone. Boy, um, we're going to matchroom. Andre, I haven't seen him do that since he went to matchroom. Um, I haven't seen that really special. Um, is he about to get the GGG fight? Yeah, they've been saying that since like two thousand whatever. Yeah, they've been saying that since like he's been, he's been about to get every fight since he's joined matchroom and has has got none. Mm. But he didn't have anything though, before matchroom they... though. What's that? He didn't have anything before matchroom. In fact, at least that's with what matchroom. I was gonna say. Yeah, what which is true. How much is these? Uh, how much are these things down to an, a fighter's profile, and and like you know, uh, and matchroom's inability to maybe progress that profile? But you know, it's it's down to the fighters as well, right? Um, that's 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 a really weird take, considering that um, matchroom is a promotional company. Um, a promotional companies to promote the fighter and you know promote fighters. Promote the fights and the fighter and build their stocks, you know, make them a, a household name wherever you're enough to be on pay per view. Surely that's meant to be their role. I, th- I think, yeah, 80% of a career of a fighter's promotion is done in the first part of their career. So if that's done at, there's not much any promoter can do upon inheriting them, I think. 
And Andre Andre is a fight that was promoted badly in the first phase of his career. And is now probably earning more than he would ever earn. Yeah. Right. Agreed. But we're talking the monetary aspect, but in terms of actual career, his career's gone stagnant. GGG, since he's done the Canelo fights, has gone somewhat a bit stagnant personally. Um, yeah, because GGG only has one option. Like the 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 option for GGG is he wants the third Canelo fight and goes into the sun. But nobody wants to take a Golovkin risk, and Golovkin don't really want to take a risk himself. Like he don't want to get knocked out by say like a a Charlo or something like that, and then miss you know the big bag because he's retiring soon, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So Golovkin is you know tr- probably doing the best thing for himself, and he you know like people like Golovkin, same with like. Um, What's his name? Haney and them lot. Them man have sorted out their own deal. So they're like not even really promoted by Matchroom like that. Like it's just like, oh yeah, just put on the fights for me, but I'm gonna do my own thing. So that's more of them. Like Golovkin should be out there. I was gonna say Haney next. I was gonna say Haney is meant to be apparently on the same level as um Davis, um Lo- um Lopez and Co. But really and truly Haney's probably got the less the lowest stocks. Yeah. Over, uh, uh, even over um, uh, Ryan Garcia, who personally I think is an Instagram fighter. It's the way they're structured. They're doing it like, especially Haney. Like they really want control, so they're they're basically own business and like kind of under Matrim. Matrim basically sets up everything for them, and they should be doing everything themselves. So for me, I feel like. Haney, um, he, he definitely needs to take upon himself to do more um, to promote himself. But, you know, it's only so much someone like Eddie can do. Um, because in regards to putting on the big fights, the money's there. You know what I mean? It's just about, you know, structure. And it's about Haney building up his own profile. And he needs to be more excited. He needs to knock people out. Because people want to mm-hmm. see stuff, especially Brits. They want to see you knock people out. They, they, yeah, it's all fun, fun and well being classy and stuff like that. But if you're not knocking nobody out, your profile's not really going to increase the way it needs to. Also, um, Weeby Crooks are not helping him. Like, they, the fact that they created a franchise designation and then gave Haney the WBC, but then yeah, everyone's looking at Primo, that's not really helping because he should have had that opportunity if we're being real, but he didn't. And now no one respects the fact that he's champion and just been given the belt. And he and Teofimo doesn't want to fight him. So if Teofimo don't want to fight him, he can't get his profile. Like, Teofimo caught life by Lomachenko accepting that fight. Loma didn't have to take that fight. Yeah, he, he talked his way into getting that fight. And now because of that, he's become the man. Haney never got that opportunity. What's happened to Tevin Farmer? That guy seems to be like, I don't know, maybe they've got him hidden in the closet somewhere. <laughs> he got his ass I'll give you that. Farmer, I'll give you Farmer. Yeah, Farmer. But I can't, I can't say all of them. Like most, if, if we're going to look at the UK landscape, Matchroom is where you want to be. You're going to get the most. But at the end of the day, it's price price. Only for AJ. You're if, get, a, if you're AJ, I agree. Nah, if you're anyone, you're going to get the most money and you're going to get the most opportunities. That's what you want to do. Like, you're, shut, shut, look, look, shut. look at Quinn Roof. Like, what's shout going MTK, on shout MTK that um, you know, shout MTK, they, they're growing. <laughs> Please, thank you. Facts, facts. Yeah, I was gonna say, literally, off the back of that, um, I remember a young boy, Ahara Davis, you know, they, they they had him promoed up to be the next UK Mayweather, you know, loud and brashing, whatever, whatever. Lost the fight, and they dashed that guy to the curb. Like, That's some crazy that- shit, though. Well, you know what? Let's not let's not get to the politics of that one. To be yeah, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Let, let's not, because I'm hoping Ahara will come on one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see him all the time. He's always, he's always like down the road from me. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
anyway, it's, um, um, if you start going into sort of uh, what, what he actually said, like, yeah, it's long. <laughs> let, let, Dr. Lira, let's go to you then. What's your unpopular opinion? Um, uh, I've got two, I've got two, and everyone's gonna hate me for the first one, but you know what? That's it, man. Now, I'm gonna put a disclaimer in before say tries no to... caveats, no caveats, no uh, caveat because say <laughs> trying to set me up, so yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Even though he's one of the pound for pound best ever, I don't particularly enjoy Roy Jones Jr. fight, watching Roy Jones Jr. fight as much as most people do. Okay. I know, I know. Everyone, everyone says I'm nuts. Everyone says I'm nuts. Uh, explanation, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's just, I, he, he's, he's so unorthodox, it winds me up. It actually pisses me off to watch it. I don't know why. Because, I'm thinking he's hitting people. I'm thinking you shouldn't be hitting people the way you're hitting people. And I don't know how you're hitting people the way you're hitting people. And they're just going over. Like, it, it's a case where the reason he is so good is because he's such a freak of an athlete. And I feel that if he wasn't such a freak of an athlete, he'd be washed. That's, that's just how I feel about him. And obviously, boxing's an athletic sport as well as a, a technical sport. But... I'm, I just more really like the sweet science. I'm really a, a tech, you, you all know me, like I'm a technical head. I, I like watching technical boxing. And um, he's just someone, I mean, obviously he's amazing. He's amazing. And, but I just don't really enjoy it that much. What's your, what's your second one? Um, my second one is, I might not even be unpopular. I think all this weight cutting business, I think not just in boxing, but in fight sports, this is from um, sort of a professional standpoint, I think is ridiculous. And I think it should be completely stamped out and they need to revamp the whole weigh-in, weight-cutting, weights system. Any, uh, any, any clapback on that, on the weight uh, stuff? Uh, no, I agree no, with completely that. completely agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so it's yeah. a popular opinion. Yeah. It's only cool when, you, when it's your fighter that's, you know, boiling down to beat up and be a bully. Yeah. 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 Say, let's go to yours. I know, I know you. I know you were struggling to come up with one, and you you kind of changed the rules a bit. Have you have you have you gone back to the original rules or? I've got, I've got one that's old rules and one that's new rules. Yeah. All right, go on. So old rules, I um unpopular opinion is I think if there's not going to be an effort to seriously stamp it out, I think every fight should just be allowed to take PEDs. <laughs> <laughs> just level it because that is it, madness. most of them are on it anyway, bro. Like, and what's what happens is like. In my in my estimation, anyway, the the fighters that have the access to be able to hide it and shit have the advantage over the other fighters in it who don't have that ability. You're gonna be signing a lot of death certificates, hundred percent. Boy, no, you 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 are gonna be signing a lot of death certificates. Not say, but it's happening anyway, bro. Like it's happening every anyway. But don't you think like the microdosing is? Not as if you if you're allowed to dose properly, you the effect will be way more than if you microdose. Or if am I got the? I allowed the full do, full full PEDs. Yeah, you have no idea the madness that people become. I, I think it should be controlled. I think it should be controlled. rounds as the Duracell bunny, and he's still banging like the first round and trying a hundred shots around. That'd be elite I, though. That'd be elite I, to watch. I, I think it would be world champion. I'll be one champion if you give me, me PEDs now. I'll go to training. I'll go to win a title, bro. Say, what's your um, what's your new school one? Um, because I don't think this is actually unpopular, 
But I think um, judges shouldn't judge fights in the arena. I feel like they should be in a VR, like a VR truck. Okay. Because I, I, I think they're, they're... Do 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 judges not get a special insight by being ringside though? Nah, I reckon nah. they should have access to replays and stuff. Mm. But I think, and I don't know what other tools they need, but I feel like judging is so shit, yeah? And I do think they're skewed by crowd. And I do think it's mad that they're, they're not able to get replays. Mm. That's actually a shout. Paid off. Yeah, that's There's a, a good shout. Point, actually. But them lot are paid off. I don't even think it's a bad judging thing. Like, if you look at, for example, the the Loma, one of the Loma Teofimo scorecards, that was just ridiculous. Yeah. Our friend, the Yard and Linden Arthur, one of the scorecards. Like, you can... You can always see there's just one scorecard that's always ridiculous. And Even historically, like the Canelo yeah. Mayweather one. Yeah, yeah. It's always consistent. <laughs> so you obviously know they're being packed. Like, there's no other answer for it. You're being, mm-hmm. you've been sweet and that. You're not watching a fight. You're just like, you know what, fuck it. I'll give you this round. I'll give you this round. Let me give the other guy this round so it doesn't look too big and hope for the best. Mm. There's certain names that once you see the scorecard, you literally know 118, 110 is, is coming straight away. Like, mm. them numbers are coming regardless. 100%. Adelaide Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One million percent. One million percent. You know she does UFC as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. But, but UFC scoring is, is, is bad sometimes as well. Yeah, right? but they, they, yeah, say yeah she's trash, they say she's trashing UFC as well. Mm. Yeah, I know Joe Rogan speaks about her a lot. Um, Seb, what's your unpopular opinion? Um, if Callum Smith had a trainer very earlier on, like a proper trainer earlier on, he'd be pound for pound top five. That's currently. a wild, wild shout. Yeah. yeah. A pound, pound for pound top five. <laughs> <laughs> why? Wait, wait, why Callum Smith number? Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why Callum Smith? Because when he come out the gate, he had everything. He had all the tools, all the mm-hmm. ability. And I'm like, everybody that knows me, when it, when I talk boxing, I always look at trainers, innit? I, I'm always like, or one that scouts trainers. I think, yeah, there's always a certain level a trainer can take you to and you have to leave. It's like, you, it's like when you're trending, somebody has to take you like, to so you someone trend so you're trending upwards and you get to a point and then I think like you've got to switch it to trend to where you need to go in it. And I feel like a lot of uh fighters, uh, because of loyalty, they trend upwards and they stay stagnant and they keep staying. So like they'll have one bad fight and then they'll stay and then have another bad fight and they'll stay and then have another bad fight and then they start trending downwards. And for me, when I saw Callum Smith, I can bring you a tweet from like maybe when he's made his debut or maybe before that year. I said he'd be world champion, but the way how he got his championship belt wasn't the best in it. But I thought like he'd absolutely batter guys, like as in like similar like to how like long um, Josh Taylor is and stuff like that. I've like, that's how I imagined Callan Smith, like, but just somebody that's just got to roll guys over and um, for me, I feel like he's kind of, he, he stagnated and he started to trend downwards, but then he's going up. So I don't know what he's going to do at 175. But um, I personally feel like he had all the ability to be pound for pound top five. Um, but it just, yeah, he, he is where he is. I think any any fighter that's under Joe Gallagher has a ceiling. Like a mm. low ceiling. Uh, all right, cool. I'll, I guess we'll finish with my one. My one, I think, is uh, more of like a, a rule changey kind of thing. I don't know if it's unpopular, but I just hate the way um, boxing fights and fights in general are scored. Like the fact that it's all done on like nine ten when nine ten basis and a, and an eight ten for like a knock a knockdown or a, you know 
or like a, a really convincing uh, round, which I don't think is even used that well. I think there needs to be way more discrepancy and um, there needs to be way more difference in between uh, rounds because like a round could be quite tight and, um, you know, it could be given a nine out of 10, whereas someone could dominate the fight and still be given uh, um, a 10-9, sorry. So I think that probably needs to change as well. I hate, I hate the way boxing is scored and it really pisses me off. But yeah, um, let's get on to some boxing stuff then. So obviously this weekend um, will be the first fight of the year and which is between Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell. Um, I was quite surprised going into this fight and because I like to have a look, look, look at the, the bookies odds and stuff like that to look for a bit of value in the market and whatnot. And I was surprised to see that Luke Campbell is like quite a, um, long. a, a substantial. Yeah, he's very long. He's quite a substantial uh, underdog. Like he's 3.6 to win. Ryan Garcia is a heavy favorite. I know it's in America, which is probably going to, like um, you know, whole uh, be be a big advantage for Ryan Garcia. But um, Leroy, let's start with you. Um, how do you see this fight going? And do you think Ryan Garcia is justified being a favorite? Because I know Samson's calling him a YouTube fighter. Um, so yeah, I've always called him a YouTube fighter as well because um, I've never really rated Ryan Garcia because he's always built up as a guy in the people who's talked about with Javonta and that. I, I thought people like Javonta would decapitate him. Like, Literally, I think it's no, I feel it's like no question. I don't think he should be in, in, in the stratosphere, really. But I, I feel like I've been harsh on him because I went back and watched some of his amateur fights. I went back and watched some of his fights and his knockouts, etc. Like, he's got some ability. Like, he can box. He can, he's a basic boxer. He can do, he's got very, very good speed. He's got good timing. And he's got some reasonable skills. Now, he's got quite a lot of flaws. But I feel like he's way, he's way, way, way beneath that level of fighter. Now, it depends on what kind of Luke Campbell we get mentally, because Luke Campbell, on ability, in my opinion, should win this fight. And that's why I was so surprised he was so long. And if he wins, he's making me a lot of money. So, fingers crossed. But, um, yeah, I see this fight being quite a close fight. I think it'd be quite competitive. If it's decent on the scorecards, he's going to win, because it's a golden boy show. Um, but I still think Luke Campbell's going to win. Um, I just... I'm just not convinced by the level of Ryan Garcia, despite his speed, um, despite some of his attributes. I'm just not convinced he's going to win. I don't really rate him that highly, to be honest with you. What would be Ryan Garcia's like main strength, do you think? Speed. Mm. He's, got, he's got really good hand speed and he's got decent timing and he's got a lovely left hook. Lovely counter left hook. Um, but that's, that's pretty much it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Samson, you called him a YouTube fighter. Um, is is that like similarly echo echoing Leroy's thoughts on on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, depends if you actually like Leroy said and um, went back and actually went and checked some of the tapes previously to um to despite coming now. I thought, you know what? How did he even? I was even questioning how he's even got to the level where he's actually on a headline show. I was I'm genuinely confused as to how he's at this level. But to be fair to him. Apparently he's done this thing like growing up through the ranks, um, like the amateur ranks. He's he's fought like Haney and stuff in the back in the um, back in the day and stuff, which which is actually surprising to me because I genuinely thought it just popped up from. You think it's an industry plant, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I genuinely thought it was just the 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 fake videos he's got online, which some of them look edited and stuff, mm. and that's basically pushed him to position position purely because of you know his background and the lawyer then picking that up as well, thinking as a marketing tool, he's done a fantastic job. He's done it by himself in it, so fair play to him, but. In terms of versus um, Luke Campbell, I genuinely believe Luke Campbell is just a better fighter. I, I genuinely believe that if I see Luke Campbell that showed up against Loma 
or um, who was what's the other guy? Linares. Yeah, Linares. Linares. He beats. He beats. He beats the Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia, as far as I'm concerned, I've seen him before in Amiokon. He's got great hand speed, but you know he gets he gets clocked, and that's the end of it. It's like a budget version of Amiokon. I don't even think he's as good as Amiokon. Yeah, facts. I, mm. I agree. Yeah. So I'll be very surprised if Ryan Garcia actually, you know, is competitive to the point where you know it's close. Person. Mm. Does anyone actually rate Ryan Garcia here? No. He's okay. I don't think he's like amazing. He's okay. Like, as I said, he's got good hand speed. He doesn't do anything fantastically well, but he's got good left hook. Um, he's got good timing. And his flaws, just his flaws are so bad. Like he leans back. You could, basically, because he's tall, I feel like I feel that's one of the issues with tall guys. Because they're tall, they just they just lean too much and that that will get you clocked. So when, once he goes up the up the levels, he's gonna get his ass whooped personally, because I don't trust his chin. But again, he's not really been tested. In regards to this fight, um, the reason why I feel like Luke Campbell's gonna lose no matter what is because to win when it's a golden boy show and you're in America, you have to impose yourself. And Luke Campbell doesn't impose himself. Even in the in the fights he wins, he doesn't impose himself. Like he's an Olympic medalist, he's, he's a boxer, so he's going to try to outbox Ryan Garcia. And for me. Ryan Garcia is quick enough where the judges can justify giving him a shit decision, right? Ryan Garcia doesn't need to land. He just needs to throw a flashy combination, land one out of five, and he can get that round, basically. So Luke Campbell needs to do what I don't think he can do to win, which is why I don't think he's going to win this. Well, I just thought, so you're basically saying you don't think Ryan Garcia is going to win the fight. You think that he's going to get a shit decision. Basically. Yeah, 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 basically. (laughs) I I don't... That says it all, isn't it? The only thing I say yeah, in regards to this fight is uh, Tiafimo Lopez says something really cool. I think it was, was it, it was either Lopez or his dad, or actually both of them at the same time. Yeah. yeah, basically saying that um, Campbell's so used to losing. Do you know what I mean? So mentally, like he doesn't know if if Good if point. he's got it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Because like like it, that Tiafimo was basically saying like. Like somebody like Luke can't beat him because Teofimo is basically saying, I've never lost. Yeah, you know I'm trying to say. And then maybe that could be like the same mentality in regards to Garcia. And also, I want to know how Luke Campbell's, uh, like, if it does get tough, because again, uh, my sentiments are the same as you guys. I, I don't really rate Ryan Garcia. But again, like, some, 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 sometimes this could be like his opening party. You know what I mean? So if it does get tough for Luke Campbell, and he's already lost and stuff like that. How is that going to affect um, Luke Campbell in the fight? On top of that, knowing that he needs to knock him out to get the win. Yeah, how's that going to affect him? Because one, if you, you know, if it's like ninth round or tenth round, you know you need a win and, and and you know, it's a tough, it's 50-50. How's that going to affect him? I think the mental aspect of it is the only thing that I'm concerned about. But I, I again, I think he's improved. He's with my boy Shane McGuigan, one of my favourite trainers. Um, he looks really, really good now. Um, um, he's improved since the Linares fight. The Loma fight was really good. So he should win. But yeah, I just don't know if he'll get the decision. You're right. Because boxing is a mental sport. It's like yeah. all about your mentality. Like It's a massive component. But if I was um, Campbell or if I was Campbell's trainer, I'd be going out there to beat him up. I'd be 100% going out there to beat him up. I would 100% be going out there to rough him up. Um, and I think Campbell... If you look at his ability and what he's got his man strength, he's 30 something years old, he should be able to go out there and do that. 
just as you said, he should be able to go out there and impose himself. He should be able to go out there and stand in the middle of the ring. He should be able to go out there and beat him in the jabs, even though he's very quick. And he should be able to go out there and proper rough him up around that ring. But mentally, is he going to be able to do that? Is he going to be in a place where he's confident enough to impose himself like that? Because like you say, because he's been on a bit of a losing streak at the moment, if he's not confident and he lets Ryan Garcia get into a rhythm, get into a nice little rhythm, throwing furries and stuff like that, it could be, it could be like as Julia said, it could be a points decision. So that's why I think we need to see what kind of Luke Campbell comes out mentally. You say, you say, you say about like losing streaks, and you know, he's a bit of a nearly man, right? So like, I don't, he's never won a world title before, has he, Luke Campbell? No, and he's he's always fallen short at the last hurdle. But some of those last hurdles have been like the the creme de la creme. We're talking about um, Jorge Linares, uh, Vasyl Lomachenko, and the other loss was wasn't it the guy that he beat. Mendy, sorry, but he but he avenged that defeat, right? He he won that he won the rematch uh, sometime later. So like, do do you think though that 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 really that really like takes its fat, like takes its factor here? Because not being funny, like he's just those are two really elite fighters. So how much credence do we do we pay to that? Because these are oh, guys at the top of the the top of the game, not just in that weight class, but you know, two two of the pound for pound best fighters in in the world. That's That's He's lost two world title fights, yeah. That's the point I was literally going to make. I was going to say, um, it's not... F- I feel like we're, giving it, we're, we're not giving the credit he deserves, really. Because even those two fights, even though he lost them, he made a re- he showed a really good account of himself and he didn't just lose, like... Yeah, they were close fights, right? They were very close fights and he mm. definitely pushed those guys. And that's why I keep saying, even though he lost those fights, I still feel like he he was game. He was definitely game. And I feel like he would definitely be game enough to to deal with a uh, Ryan Garcia who is, who is a couple levels below them guys. My thing is the only thing I'll say. Oh, is it going to say? No, I was going to say Campbell gets dropped in every big fight though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did he get? Did... I'm going to put money on him. I'm going to put money on Campbell getting dropped in this fight as well. And I'm going to put money on him getting dropped by a counter left hook. Also, the only thing is, yeah, what I'll say is, like, even when this fight was announced, I'm sure everyone thought, right, this is a risk from Oscar, yeah? But I think the way how Oscar sees it is um, Linares. So if we go back to the Linares fight, Linares was basically done to the Golden Boy. Do you know what I mean? And he Oscar sent him there. He sent him to England thinking, all right, go on. Do you know what I mean? He didn't even come to the fight. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and Linares put out, like put up a world class performance. Do you know what I mean? He was totally, he was basically finished, and he 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 resurrected himself. Do you know what I mean? On on that performance, so I'd say that. But again, since then, Luke Campbell has improved. Um, so it's it's interesting. Maybe like Oscar don't rate Luke Campbell, but from the outside looking, uh, so the outside looking, it looks like bad matchmaking. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Quick question for you, man. Yeah, is there anything to be said, or are, is there anything to like? Can you look into the fact that? Garcia's with Reynoso. That is one of the best trainers in the world. Do you feel like? Because I, I thought that he was like you guys. I don't. I don't rate him that much. But when he teamed up with Reynoso, I thought there must be something. Them man seen him. Yeah. Um. I, all I saw that he started growing a beard out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is very interesting. Yeah. It's all nowhere and started looking very very in shape. Yeah. Very and the thing is, yeah, like his physical gifts are amazing, isn't it? Like. If Ryan Garcia gets it right, like a lot of fighters, if 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 they if you do the right things and tighten certain things up, you'll be a dangerous fighter. He's bigger than everyone in the weight class. He's got very very quick heart, quick hands. So it's like if Ryan Garcia gets it right, for, and the thing we're talking about in this fight, Luke Campbell's a credible credible name. 
if he goes out and blows him out, like everyone will be amazed. That will be the making of Ryan Garcia. So it's 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 a risk, but it's a risk where you know Luke Campbell's not a power puncher. He's not a guy that can ruin Ryan Garcia's career. Even if he wins, let's say he wins, it's not going to completely ruin his career. It's not going to beat him up. So this could be elite matchmaking from Oscar. It could turn out to be elite matchmaking if if things go right. But yeah. Um, is there like a danger though that this fight has become has come a little bit too soon for um, Ryan Garcia? Because I, I can't lie, I, I'm not too familiar with Ryan Garcia. The, what I've seen of him has been uh, YouTube clips, and uh, I've never actually sat down and thought, "Oh yeah, Ryan Garcia is fighting. Let me pay attention to his fights." I, I couldn't name you anyone on his on his record. Is there is there a danger that this fight has come too soon for him? Then definitely, I feel like. Even though he's had twenty fights, he's been he's been knocking over tin cans. When I when I actually watched the the things, he's been knocking over tin cans, and I feel like the only reason he's at the level he is is because he built his social media very early in his career, and that made him a kind of semi star before a, a very early stage in his career. So if I was matchmaking him, I would definitely have different fights before this Luke Campbell fight. I'll definitely have some tough people in, in, in that before this Luke Campbell fight. However, he's got into himself where obviously people have their governing bodies and Golden Boy have got himself into a great position in the WBC where he's, he's got a final eliminator. Now, if you pull him out of the final eliminator, that looks very, very bad. That's bad for business. So he's got to fight Luke Campbell. What else are you going to do? Fair enough, man. All right, let's get on to some predictions then before we move on to the next topic. Um, <clears throat> what, are you, say, what are you thinking for uh, this fight? Uh, Ryan Garcia points. Uh, Leroy? Um, four. I'm going for Luke Campbell on points. Samson? Yeah, Luke Campbell points. Seb? Can I just add, I can't believe yeah. he's had, I can't believe Garcia's had 20 fights. I'm shocked by that. Yeah, 20 yeah, fights. like 10. Let me double check. Yeah, he's, he's 20 fights. He's 22 years old. He's had, he's, <laughs> yeah. Wow. He, he's fighting like once a month though, isn't it? Yeah, but he's knocking over. He's literally he's knocking over Binman, bro. He's knocking over the guy that came to do. Fonseca my Fonseca was calm though. Fonseca was a good good opponent, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I see people that's outside Dagnum East Station cut that he's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Samson, what did you say? Uh, uh, points. Um, points. Yeah, Campbell. Campbell. Seb. Um, I think Campbell gets robbed. So I, I think Garcia's gonna win. Somehow. <laughs> Garcia, UD. Mm. Yeah, I, I think Garcia might. I think Garcia's gonna get it, but I think I. I just wonder. Yeah, sometimes these British fighters they go to America, they start freezing, man. Why, why do why do British fighters always go to America and get knocked out? Um, the lights. There's the something lights. telling me. Yeah, the lights. The lights. The lights, the lights the light. are shining. Man. There's something telling me that Campbell is gonna get knocked out, and I don't know what it is. Generally, what that's a, was one of the things I was thinking about my unpopular opinion is I feel that us as British fight fans, we love our fighters and we overrate a lot of our fighters. Um, I feel that we, they're not the level a lot of the time we think they are when they go over there and then they just get they, they get shown levels and they get slapped up. Um, hey, where up versus Hatton? <laughs> I was thinking that as well. That's a big, that's a bad boy example. I, I may or may not have. Yeah, yeah, man, man. But yeah, I just feel like Khan's another one to be fair. America is a very, very deep country. Like, there's bare talent out there. So, like, if you look at, say, a British man who's gone to Olympian, an amazing achievement. 
to get through the American Olympic trials alone, even if you get to the final and lose, it's mad. A boxer, you are yeah. Like there's just top, a lot over there, and a, a lot of the time as well, it's a style thing because a lot of British fighters have a very similar style, a very similar style of coaching. A lot of them come through that GB system, and I wouldn't say they're factory fighters, but they come out rigid, rigid, very similar thing, quite rigid. Yeah, and mm. you see how many different styles are in America. There's a lot of different styles, and if you've not and it's a unique place. And if you've not grown up facing a lot of those styles and had that massive amateur background where you've had to overcome all these different types of boxes, a lot of the time, the style max match between British fighters and American fighters doesn't really go in our favour. So I think it's a mixture of them things. Fair enough, man. All right, cool. Let's move on. Um, let's bring things back a little bit to domestically um, because, Leroy, you, you touched on a good point there about styles. Someone who wasn't... Um, who didn't develop through the British boxing scene, like, like in traditional means is Ansi Yard. Um, obviously we will know a lot about Ansi Yard. I think everyone here is like quite a big Ansi Yard fan. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, his relationship with Tunde and the announcement that he's made on his own YouTube channel as of late. Um, Seb, I'll let you kick things off. Cause I know you've got a lot mm. to say about this. Um, mm. Does, Anti need to part ways with Tunde. Simple, yeah. Do you know what's so mad, yeah? I'm such a cat, yeah. And put up uh, a uh, video today of him training. And he was going past the mirror. I'm trying to look like he's recording. I was trying to see like he's recording. Tunde recording. Like I was trying to see if, if he had a new guy like recording. I was trying to see, I was trying to scope it out. And I was trying to scope it out and that. But yeah, man. Simple fact is, I just feel like again, um, Tunde is taking Ant to you know a good position. Um, you know he's a professional. Um, he's done you know pretty decent. But I feel like there's uh, for me, I think that there's fundamentals still missing. Um, and also, it, not even okay with Ant. There's fundamentals with Ant, but also in fight, in fight fundamentals that I expect from a trainer. I think they're missing. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I get it. I, I get it. Sometimes you know, say if we bring this kind of like to football, you get like the man manager. And you get maybe like the coach who's got the tactics and you can do the tick attack stuff and you just get the person that just needs to kick up the arse or, you know, a player that needs to kick up the arse and they take it the next gear. For me, it's evident. I feel like Ant needs more tactical instructions in the corner because it's two times um, in two of, uh, in, in three, three fights where, you know, the lights were on Tunde and all he said was lands in the camp. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's not good enough, bro. That's not good enough to say lands in the camp when your fighter needs you. I know like that's a motivational thing and I love it. Do you know what I mean? It, it motivates you when, for example, when you're training, you train hard and everybody say lands in the camp, you go that extra mile. However, we're in the corner. Uh, when, my, when I'm wearing in the corner in the fight, okay, if, say if it is going my way, but it's still close um, and there's fundamental things that I'm doing wrong, I need you to give me instructions, bruv. Like the simple things that uh, Tunde could have, you know, given and um, uh, simple instructions Tunde could have given and on that day to kind of make that fight much easier for him, potentially force a stoppage and those instructions wasn't given. Um, so for me, that's the reason why I feel like Ant needs to change. On top of that, there's obviously things that I feel like Ant needs to improve on. But the first thing is get a, get a, get a coach in that's more, you know, technical that maybe knows how to 
I don't know, maybe coach at a higher level. Um, again, no offense to Tunde. Um, and let's just see where you can go, man. Because again, you've only got one life, and you know you've you, you've tried, you've tried, you've tried. But for me, it's time for a change. Fair enough. Does that does it, is anyone here that thinks that uh, Anthony should persevere with Tunde, or or maybe like an alternative? Maybe instead of getting rid of Tunde, you because I think Seb touched on a good point there. It's like you do you you get different um you get different coaches, you get different trainers with different styles who who can add <laughs> uh, Liverpool Drew, yeah, um who, who can add different things. And I, I just wonder, is there an argument to be made that you can add someone to the team rather than replacing? I, I agree that um, with that. Um, I see that Yardi by nature is a he's a um, a loyal guy, so you can see out of that loyalty, he's gonna struggle to get rid of Tunde. So I think maybe the addition and have Tunde's role repurposed might be more successful just to keep him in the camp. From a personal level, I don't personally like Tunde um, as a trainer. I think he's quite basic. And I think he's very limited and it's limited in the sense of experience as well. And I don't know, maybe because I followed, I've, I've happened to grow up around some of these people. So I've seen the way Tunde's behaved. I feel like Tunde is a bit of a, he wants the lamb that he wants to shine probably more than the fight, more, more than the fight. He wants to be a, pers- uh, uh, a name himself, like a bit of a profile. Um, I don't know how far back I can really go, but I remember when he had, a fighter, which was his nephew, Otto, um, Otto yeah, Davis. Otto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had him. He had him. He was sick. He was meant. To, he seen. was meant to be Mayweather. Yeah. Like he was literally meant to be Mayweather. He had him. He had O'Hara Davis. Yeah. And then he had Yardy. Yard. Yeah. Them days, he didn't really give Yard and um, Davis too much light. He really cared about his nephew, and it was all about his nephew. And I remember I used to go around Peacock gyms them times, so it was literally all set up for it's my. It's me as the uncle and my nephew. We're, we're basically we're, we're doing a, we're doing the, the Floyd and Roger thing here. This is what we're on, and I've got a couple of fighters that just hang around the gym. And then obviously, he's you know um, been unable to continue his career, and then he went to Davis. Unfortunately, Davis decided to part ways, and that's when Yard kind of got the spotlight. And this to me kind of says it's not it's more about me and my profile and who I think is going to get me to where I want to get to more so than I'm a trainer. And I, I'm invested in my fighters and I want my fighters to do well. Don't get me wrong, of course he wants his fighters to do well, but he's got that separate objective as well. So to me, I feel like, I heard that he's his manager as well. He's, he's like, he's yeah, that player. Manager. Yeah. yeah. So I think per- personally, keep him in your camp because I can see you're a low person. Um, I'm always going to root for Yard because like the guy came to my fight, do you know what I mean? Back in the day. So cool. Like he's, he's, a, he's a cool guy. Like he's real like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, but... That loyalty don't let don't let harbor you in it. Like um, you gotta you gotta do what's best for your career. And if that means going to another trainer, I actually was having a conversation literally uh, yesterday. I was saying I think Shane McGuigan might be good for him personally. So I think that he that adding him into his into his um you know team would be really good and, and getting rid of you know the um I don't know that guy's name is that that he just spars and says that that's his. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so that's his main coach. I was thinking, bro. But one thing I did like as well was, was, was that YouTube video. He seemed to have really good self-evaluation. Like he he really analyzed himself, and there was the only point that kind of brought, that made me think mm, was him saying that he needs to beast everyone. I was thinking, bro, really and truly, that's a technical a technical coach 
will teach her to like you know slip the jab and you know get inside and ride you know um, I like the mentality here. though I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, the mentality you know what I'm saying he wants to just he wants to run guys over obviously um, don't you can't knock everyone out but if you're going to go into that into fights now saying you know what I'm going to try to knock you out like I want I want to take you out it means you're going to take more risks and I feel like that's what's probably hurt him in the Lyndon Arthur fight. He didn't take enough risks. But yeah, carry on. I'll, I'll talk now. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Like, I, I agree to that to a, to a degree because when you get to that top level, knocking people out is not, you know, it's not a given. Regardless of your strength, people can ride shots, people can take shots, people can, you know, this guys that just got crazy chins at the end of the day. So you're going to have to be technical. How many point. knockouts are at the elite level outside of This is it. This is it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you mentioned Shane McGuigan there as a as a potential um, trainer. I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been Chris Andre. I think it might be Chris Andre or Hatman. One of them mentioned that Adam Booth might be. Um... Don't tell said that. <laughs> I don't tell say that as well. <laughs> How do you guys think about Adam Booth? No. Glorified PE teacher go, going down the David Hay route. No, it is no, no, no. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like trainers yet that have only done it once with one fighter. But if it's if it works for that for that style of fighter, <laughs> then what about every fighter after that, but, but hey and, hey and aren't the same style. People always say this, man, just because they're after, after it, yeah, it may not be the same style now, but why can't they? Why can't you can, they you can teach Ant that? You can teach Ant that though. It's not that it's impossible, but the reason why I don't go on, Jude. Uh, the reason why I don't think Adam Beef will work for him is because it's so hard to completely to dismantle someone's base and then repackage them, in my opinion anyway, into to fight a certain way that you want them to fight. The reason why David Hay, George Groves, that worked with Adam Beef is because he was with them for three, four years and hasn't got three or four years to to learn that ambush box on the outside, rushing, throw combination and, and jump back out. I don't think he needs to just relearn that. What I think Ant needs to learn is as we've seen in the last few fights, the main problem, or the last three fights we should say, the main problem is how to slip the jab and cut the ring off in the inside. Like, those things can be taught by an actual coach who will teach you, the, te- like, will teach yeah. you the technicalities, which is what he needs to learn. He needs to learn how to cut off the ring because he has the power, he has the speed, he can throw good combinations, he can set up his shots. We just need to know when the right time to do these things. You don't need to completely repackage your style and then start running around like a, a fake Roy Jones Jr. Because at the end of the day, the, the ambush style he does for David Hay, said it himself. David Hay says it himself. Like, they took it off Roy Jones. Like, they saw how successful it was. You don't need to engage. If you're athletic enough, you can stay outside the pocket and then you can time your attacks, which it did work for David Hay. But at this level, I don't think that's what um, Ant needs to, to progress. I think you've been a harsh on Adam Booth, personally. I think <laughs> Adam Booth will suit some fighters. I feel that it's a little bit of a lazy um, comparison sometimes by the media to say Adam Booth should be with Antiyad. The reason is their feet are completely different. Um, I feel that Antiyad, the way he has his feet at the moment, he will struggle to do what Adam Booth likes to do. Um, and I feel that just because of that, it's he'd have to literally yeah, like break down his footwork and start from the beginning. And just before that, I don't think it'll be a, 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 as good a match as people would think. Um, but that's it. But I feel like Adam Booth has come. Adam Booth will definitely 
be suit certain fighters. I just don't think he suits Yard. Agreed. Who, who does suit Yard then? I, I like uh, Shane McGuigan. I do like. I think Shane McGuigan is very versatile as well. That's that's one thing. Because what the hell he's done to a Coley? Amazing. Bam. I tweeted. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I, said, I said, "What? What is this?" <laughs> but the thing is, I, I knew he'd do that because I rate him so highly. Like I, I've been watching, what like just like with him and Josh Taylor. When I was looking at that, I was like, "Yeah, this is the guy." Like I, I like. Bro, I just love watching like new coaches, especially young coaches that have new ideas. And he wasn't afraid to like have new ideas. He's not like a traditional, well, where's he? The man from what, Ireland or Scotland or Scotland or whatever. He's traditionally from there or whatever, but he's not one of them, man. He's not one of them Brexit, man. He actually has got source, you know what I'm saying? Which is really, really cool, man. It's, it's quite refreshing to see. I think personally, I feel like there's loads of coaches that Ant would do well in, with in America. Do you know what I mean, I don't, I don't want, I don't want him to, I don't want him to be um, fighting America um, because that's a graveyard in itself. But I feel like he should be based with an American coach um, and work on that, and then obviously fly back and fight here. Don't know how that works, so I don't know if the coach comes here or whatever. But and then also, I feel like Ant should live in the gym, live in the gym, and 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 have that coach. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like he'll be world champ. Just another thing, because Lewis, you, you were saying about the point of bringing in um, another coach with Tunde. I've I never liked that principle. Too many cooks, and we can get into that when we talk about Joshua. Um, when you've got too many people who are... Take, so a coach has his ideas, and he's trying to instill his ideas in his fighter. And if you've got too many voices pulling you in different directions, it doesn't make a good finished article. So I don't really like that two-coach thing. You're going to have one coach, that's the guy that's going to take you to do what, that's going to plan your training sessions. He's going to train you. You can't really have two coaches, man, because it's just, it just you get this mismatch. And you get, when you're in a fight, you want, obviously you're thinking, but you want a lot of things to be second nature. And if you've got conflicting messages to different scenarios, it's not going to come in, then you're going to hesitate and then you're going to get caught or something wrong's going to happen. You, you need to be... But don't, don't, don't you think, yeah... Like you see fighters like a Fury, for example, who jumps from one coach to another. Yeah. Do you think he could have a similar similar thing? So like if you can, but then the thing is, when Fury's having that fight, he's got the single message. So for, he's comparing the same way for the whole camp. If you're in a camp and you're going Monday, Tuesday, this coach, Wednesday, Thursday, this coach, Friday, Saturday, this coach, it's not gonna work for me. It's just there's too much conflicting messages. So in that fight, all you've been training for, all the sparring you're doing, you've got conflicting messages going on. Just doesn't make sense. Fair enough. And I, and I feel like Fury is the wrong example as well. It's different. And I also, feel like, I also feel like Fury is not the best example. Like he's a he's a boxing savant. Like he's he's learned all these things. Like the Sugar Hill style and stuff. The comps. He he learned that. He's been doing that. He's been there at the camp. They've taught him that. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like he just all of a sudden developed this style overnight. You no, know? he, he's had that base. And he went from a guy who was scared of Wilder. He, he sussed out Wilder and thought, you know what, I need someone who's going to make me, who I can actually work on attacking, who I can work on certain things with him. So, and, and like I said, Fury can do so many things. He can switch, he can box, he can fight. He can, he's, just, he's just different, isn't it? So he's, he's different from a yard who needs to be taught certain things. He needs to learn a lot. Do you know what I mean? So. Fair enough. Let's uh, move on to the next topic then, because um, Jide, you you spoke in your opening gambit about um, uh, Spence ducking Crawford and 
so you you're of the opinion that that fight is never going to happen or do you think that somewhere along the line Spence is going to be forced to to take that fight I hope he's forced to take that fight um I want that fight to happen I I envision another Khan Brook situation I see this this Ducker who went from strap season um he went from man down this happens all these PBC guys remember Keith Thurman when Keith Thurman was coming up and chasing Mayweather. It was the same thing. It was it was headhunting everyone, belt chasing, saying he wants to fight this, wants to fight that, he wants to fight that, he wants to unify with the belts. That's what he was saying. And then once he got the belts and got his nice, beautiful wife in the pool and, you know, was chilling, he no longer wanted it. So, obviously, for Spence, it's a bit different. So, with him, he gave Crawford a bunch of stipulations to make the fight happen, right? He said... First things first, you need to get a belt because that time Crawford had no belt. It was just it was a contender in welterweight. So he went and got the WBO. Yeah, he got the WBO. That's one. So Crawford said, yo, I got a belt now. Let's fight. He's like, now nah, you got to come over to this side of the street. That's completely stupid. Like, you don't need to do that to make a fight, but whatever. That's another stipulation he, he put out there. Then... Time goes by, he goes, oh, he hasn't fought anybody. Brooke went, and Brooke, Crawford went and fought. Obviously, these names he should have beaten, but he, he, he stopped them. He stopped them in, in good fashion. He stopped everyone. Everyone who's fought at World Away, he stopped. And although we can say, yeah, they're, they're all past their prime, they're still good fighters. And he fought them, and he stopped them. Uh, that, that That's not happening. We need to make it 70-30. Um, listen, there's a thing called pricing yourself out of a fight. You're only talking about 70-30 when you do not want to make a fight happen. And he's saying 70-30. Like, when he said 60-40, I could ride with that in it. Like, whatever. Obviously, I don't think he's that much of an A-side where he can dictate those sort of things. But let's say he does. You know what? For me, as a boxing fan, because I want that fight to happen, I could say, you know what, Crawford, stop tweaking in it. Accept 60-40. Beat him up. Then when you have your rematch, you can ask for more. Do you get what I mean? Like, a lot of fighters have done it. Mayo has done it. Everyone's done that. So I, I believe in your ability to the point where I feel like you should take 640. But when you're talking about 70-30 and saying on your own post-fight press conference, why is he here? Why is he at my fight? Why is he watching me fight? I'm not worried about him. Why is he worried about me? But then you have the goal to go to the Canelo fight. Someone else who's on the other side of the street. You love, The guy loves talking about street politics, but Canelo is on the, on the complete other side of the street. And he's also like three weight divisions above you. And you're out here talking about, oh, you'd love to fight him at 160. Like, what are you talking about? You know the fight everyone wants to see. You know everyone wants to see the undisputed. Or no, it's not even undisputed. Everyone wants to see Crawford versus, versus Spence. That is, that is this generation's Mayweather versus Pacquiao. That is what everyone wants to see. You know that. And you're making every single excuse. You'll keep widening the goalpost. And people are out here telling me he wants that fight. He doesn't want that fight because my boy will slap him, <laughs> slap his head silly, beat him up, beat beat the crap out of him, and he knows it. Uh, let let yeah, me bring, let me bring, like it. he knows it. Let me bring yeah, Samson yeah. in because he's shaking his head profusely over there, man. And uh, so is Leroy, to be fair. I can't believe the narrative you just spun there. First of all, that seventy thirty was said in context of a larger in a larger sentence. The full sentence was: Terence Crawford has to come off his high horse. And accept 60 40 or 70 30 or whatever we're going to give him. All he's done was solidify I'm the A side and 
you need to stop talking about um, all this 50-50 or 60-40 my way because it's not going to run. And that was it. So stop gaslighting, bro. Stop it. Please. That's not gaslighting. Yeah. That's not, and secondly, yeah. and secondly, 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 so since, um, like, I, I don't like to do this whole, you know, opinion and putting assumptions in there. I'll go with facts, yeah? The facts are since Crawford has been at 147, yeah, his fights has been a Jeff Horn. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on, on Jeff Horn's ability. We've got uh, Benavidez, who basically was one-legged. We've got a Amir Khan, who has been washed. A, I can't say the guy's surname, but the, the machine in it, the machine who dropped Crawford, yeah, and Kel Brook, who has been, who basically has no eyes, yeah. Errol Spence, in the meantime, has just come off fighting Danny, Danny Garcia after a horrific car crash, yeah. Prior to that, fought a Porter, yeah, and prior to that, he fought Lamont. Lamont, yeah, you got Lamont Peterson, yeah. He's gone from back to back titles. Um, Top top opposition in his weight class, whereas the other guy who's hiding behind the top right banner, knowing full well he he was safe when he resigned with when he resigned with Bob Arum, he knew when he did that move, yeah, he was not going to fight anyone of any substance. He knew that. Since I like Crawford, the thing is, people make this whole um, Spence versus Crawford is making people think I don't like Crawford. I've rated Crawford from time. I've proper I've been shouting this guy's name from day from when the guy had dreads. So this guy is a serious guy, but at 147, I'm sorry, bro. You you ain't stacking over here. You ain't you ain't you ain't you ain't making any real claims to say that I'm a top guy at this weight. Right now, you're right now. Off the same narrative you said about um 70-30, Do you understand that right now his mandatory is Porter, and he just offered Porter one M, and gave yep. Kel Brook two M's. Yep. I already said go on face Porter because if you do that, your stocks rise because it's a it's a very credible opponent. Why are yep. you scared, bro? What's going on here? Not, not, how can you be scared? Come on, that's ridiculous. Porter's a mandatory. If Porter really wants to fight, he knows what he has to do. Enforce the mandatory. It's not that deep. Why, why, is, why does he have that. to do that? Why does he have to do that? Because, why is, because he's the why mandatory. Why is Crawford not running at that fight? Why because he... Crawford says he wants... We know the fight Crawford's chasing. Like, you know what, yeah? We don't need to, we don't need to pretend. Like you, you said, oh, you're going off facts. He's fought. Yes, he's fought, Garcia. But what did these men have to do to earn that fight? They did nothing. They didn't no, have to do anything at, to earn that fight. At 10 past 10. And you know that. Yeah. At 10 past 10. At 10 past 10 on the 30th of December, I'm telling you now, Crawford's next fight will be a Lopez or Loma because they're under top rank. Top rank fighters fight top rank fights. That's it. PBC fighters fight PBC fighters. That, you're not making that, any point. That, that's a narrative. That's, let, me bring, let me bring Satan PBC to the conversation. Fighters, they fight, fight, they fight um, in-house. They don't like they don't like going out. Um, out. Last few fights weren't top rank fighters though. Brock, they weren't top rank fighters. They 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 were people that basically had to take the money because they haven't got a check. And they weren't <laughs> like, top fighters. It, like they weren't top rank fighters though. But my thing is, why are you so why are you pushing the idea of um, Crawford fighting Porter? Like, don't you want to see unification? Of course I do. I definitely do want to see that. But what I'm saying is. If that fight doesn't happen, yeah, please take on your mandatory next. I don't want to see you take on any other fighter that is not a worthy opponent for you to be a 147 apparent top name, yeah, which I do think Crawford is a special fighter. I'm not disputing that, but special fighters have to take have to have to have the right opposition, you know. It takes two to dance at the end of the day but, in but, boxing. But why why was that not the case with Mikey Garcia then? Uh, tell him, ask him. 
Was what, 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 did, what did Mikey Garcia do at one four seven? Nothing. He ain't done nothing at one four seven. So how come he des- Why did he deserve deserve the fight? Because you're, you're, you're the fight. He didn't deserve the fight. He the only reason. Well, no one complained about it though. This is no, no. This is the thing, right? Because Jude's main thing is always like we're fans, we're not promoters. But you have to take your head and think, right, if I'm an advisor, if I'm a promoter, what am I going to advise my fighter to do to take the next, to make the next step? He fought Mikey Garcia because Mikey Garcia is a massive fucking name, massive in the Latino community. They did it on, was that his first pay-per-view or something like that? Because he wanted yeah, yep. to build his profile. That was literally it. No one gives any credit from a sporting perspective for spent battering Garcia. No one gives a fuck because he's a little guy. That was literally a tactical thing to go and take it to the next level. So like, look, let me get the Latino audience. I'm in Dallas. Dallas is full of Latinos anyway. I need to bring my profile so I can then become a pay-per-view fighter. So that's why I said that fight. But I want to address some points that Jude said because he's pissing me off and he always pisses me off. <laughs> but anyway, so right. We're talking about the 60-40 thing, yeah? So when, let's look at the actual timeline. When Spence was spoke to about for the fight first time, he said 60-40 is about right. We all agreed 60-40 was about right. That's the first thing. That wasn't the first time. Now, that was the first time. Fight, yeah. Then that went back to Crawford. Then someone asked Crawford, what do you think of that? And he said, well, Ed, the fight ain't happening because it's a 50-50 fight. So Spence said, this is the facts. Crawford has said the fight is not happening because it's 50-50. So Spence didn't say the fight won't happen. He said it will happen at 60-40, which we all agreed was fair. Facts. It goes back to Spence. And Spence is like, this guy's taking a piss. I am the A-side. So he even said 60-40 first or 70-30 to establish yourself. Look, you need to stop moving mad. I am the A-side and that's it. You're going to take 60-40, 70-30. I'm getting a lion's share. That was the Facts. second. There is, Spencer's never said he won't take that fight. Crawford has said that fight ain't happening if it ain't 50-50. That is the facts of the situation. That's facts. Now, Leroy, I have to jump in, yeah, because you've you've started the timeline in a convenient place. Convenient. The convenient. Con- the doesn't Some, start on the Canelo fight. He about the percentage. And he, he used, because the reason I started it is because he used the percentage as a point. So I wanted to talk about that. Now I want to go back because I was going to talk about side of the street because that, that was when all of the stuff started. Right, okay. If I'm a promoter or if I'm a fighter, right, I'm with PBC, he's with Top Rank. So we all know that boxing, cross, uh, cross promoters, is difficult to make fights. It's not easy. They can happen because they've got exclusive TV deals. They've got a lot of legal things to get through. It can happen, but it's not easy, right? I have all of the best welterweights who have, a lot of other ones have belts, so I had to unify because the WBC was my side. I got my IBF off Kel Brook. Why am I not going to, number one, take the fights that are easy to make because they're in my label? So I'm going to go and unify over there. I'm going to fight this top guy. I'm going to fight this top guy. Number one, make a hell of a lot of money on the way. And number two, clearly say the hardest fight till last. So I know I can beat him, him and him. No problem. No problem at all. They're on my side. Easy to fight. Going to make loads of money and save the hardest fight to last. I'm going to fight all of them guys first because it's easy to do. That is a path of least resistance. That is what you are going to do. That is what any kind of promoter would tell you to do. And that's what any kind of fighter would do. Then the next step. No, not any yeah, no, 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 that, that, that is what any fighter would do because that's that's how you think it. That's how boxing works, bro. That, like, I no, no, that's, that, that's, that was more of a Mayweather. No, Mayweather. Your boy has done the same thing with, um, was trying to do the same thing with, with um, Wilder, but let's not jump into that. No, he wasn't. Hey, Wilder is proof of the PBC BS of them. Like, we're out Wilder's here saying, a duck oh, boy. We're, we're, we're out here saying, oh, yeah, 
um, Spence can ask for 60-40. He's definitely the A-side. But we out here, we also saw Wilder completely fabricate a whole narrative to the point that he was given promise 50-50. He still said no. He was promised 100 million. It's a PBC thing. Heyman said no. Fuck That's with that not- shit. I'm going to fight as much bums as possible and somehow save the Joshua fight for last. That is what that is no, that's not, what you're saying. The thing is, Spence is fighting the top competition. He's, Thank you. Yeah, because because the best, guy, the best guy, the best. That is what any any sensible manager cool. do for their fight. Cool. But, but we know. Then, so you when you wrote your fighters fight when when you wrote back your fighters thing, you say right, you're gonna fight them, 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 and them, and then we're gonna unify. And the other reason he's doing that is exactly what's happened. He has built his profile. So I know you have problems with pay per view, yeah, but pay per view in America is different nowadays. It's not back in the days where Tyson and them used to do millions and millions and millions and millions of pay-per-view buys. Nowadays, 200K is a good pay-per-view. Apart from Canelo and apart from the heavyweight, Why is that? Because the he is the only one who, no one generates more pay-per-view than him. He generates more than Javonna. He generates more than everyone else. And because he's had these fights against these big names, he's built his name to the point now, when it comes to the money fight, he gets the lion's share. And that's how you, that's Al Heyman, that is how you do, that's how you build a fight. That I don't, is how I don't, you advise a fight. Just done 12k seats in the pandemic. I don't, I don't disagree with Leroy, yeah. I think that that course is a very logical and it makes sense, yeah. But I think that enhances the point, right? It just enhances and makes it clear to me that that's the given route. Because when Terence and Errol Bucks backstage, I can't remember what fight it was, and Terence asked Spence, like, what was like what's happening? Like, what's what's Al saying? They had their route mapped out, which is similar to what Leroy just described. But if that's the case then say that. And if that's the case, then the only thing I can think of is we are not fighting you now. We're fighting you later, which means to me that it, the ball's in Errol's court. Errol's the one, is the reason why the fight's not happening now, because they have this path already etched out. Uh, so in my mind, what's, what are we talking about here? If we take 60-40, if that happens. Yeah, exactly. So it wouldn't have happened before he fought Garcia because he still had that fight. It wouldn't happen before he unified with Sean Porter. Now, he's actually fought them. So now, the only sensible thing is you either take the Pacquiao fight because you know you're going to get 20 million instead of 3 mil or 20 million instead of 5 mil or 20 million instead of 10 mil, which is fine. And you become an instant overnight legend because you beat Pacquiao. He's never getting the Pacquiao fight. We know that. But that's, wow. what, I, that's what I would be advising to try and chase. If he doesn't get that, then take Crawford. And you take Crawford. Then if you do Crawford at 60-40 and you can't get a Pacquiao fight, I guarantee that happens next. And he's not scared or running scared. He took the sensible route which just make complete sense from a boxing perspective if you know what boxing not, management's about. Not from a not from a boxing perspective. No, it, it, it took it, it took the sense. It's a it took the, yeah, 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 as a business. Yeah, it's a business. Yeah, that's the right. But that's how boxing. But we're, is. No, but we're fans. You want you want the best fights. We want the best fights. We want but the best fights when we want them. The partly partly he's why the reason fan. the part the part a part reason why two hundred k is such a good thing now is because yeah. the sport is dying. The sport yeah. is dying because we're not getting the fights we want. Yeah. And that's just a fact. I agree. That's just he's not a fan. He is a boxer and he's got a manager who's a boxing manager. So you, you have to, when you understand people's decisions, you have to go in their shoes and see what is sensible from their perspective. No, when, no, I can understand I, it. I don't agree with I it. I want AJ when he, was, when he was just fighting out. I want him to fight Fury in his fifth fight. That's stupid. That's a stupid thing. Yeah, that's, but that's, that's, that's an exaggeration. That's to do from a boxing perspective. Come on, bro. That's an exaggeration. Let, 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 let's... let's, 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 let's yeah. Blood. <laughs> last, 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 let's let's move on. Let's go. Move on, last one. Last one. Last one. Anyway, carry on. 
let, let, let's move on because um, I think we've beat that fucking topic to death and Wait, we can return to it at a later date. Can I just add, Listen, can I just one, add before one, we move one day on? The docker, do, one day the docker will grow some balls, man. Can't wait. <laughs> Let me just add you, Spence absolutely ruins Crawford. Yeah, yeah, man, we love that. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he does, man. Me and Julia got this long-time bet. I've screenshot it since 2015. Yeah, 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 I will spend your money. I will spend your money on something. <laughs> and I'll, I'll spend your uh, money and I'll bring what I bought to your house. <laughs> Hey, run me in that bet, please. <laughs> run me in that bet. That's easy money. Let, let, he's, let, de- he's definitely gonna smoke um smoke Crawford if they if he keeps leaving it, boy. Let's move on to the next topic. It is it is quite frustrating though that like obviously these big fights that we're kind of being robbed as. And I understand Jude's point as like from the fan perspective. We want to see the big fights, right? We want to see these big fights, and and I understand like um Obviously, another fight that we want to see is uh, AJ and Fury. Um, <clears throat> probably more likely to happen. Because uh, it, it, ain't happening. <laughs> it, it ain't happening for a while. You don't think AJ Fury is happening? No, don't let Interesting, because I, 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 I think that's happening. Sky Sports are running the, the narrative and they proper send it up. He's fighting you sick next. You oh, really hate question. Eddie, don't you? Bro, I've seen this over and over again, and I just see the public get fooled over and over again with the same play. Like, like who though? Eddie's been doing this from from day dot. He's been running this narrative about certain fighters. Like who? Like, like who? Like like AJ's. Let's put it this way. There's three main heavyweight fighters. Yeah. AJ's fought none of them. None of them. But he's managed to keep his stocks high because of great match. Don't get twisted. No, as much as I dislike Eddie, if I was a, an active boxer. Please get me Eddie Hearn because he keeps me the safest, safest fights and, and creates... Safest fights? I said what I said. Ludicrous. I said what I said. Ludicrous. AJ's got the best, AJ's got the best CV go. in He's boxing. got the best CV, but he hasn't faced the most dangerous fights. But that's not his fault. Regardless, he hasn't faced the most dangerous fights. But he's got the best Man CV. So, like I said, like I said... If I was an active boxer, I would absolutely need a Eddie Hearn to navigate my career, to get me a world title from Charles Martins of the world. Please. I thought you, earlier on in the podcast, you were saying, don't go Eddie Hearn, your career stagnate. So which one is yeah, it? No, 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 no. I said, if your name isn't AJ, then yeah. your career is finished. But if your name is AJ, and I would pray that I could do the same marketing, to come up with the same, the same, you know, Perfect image, so that he, so I've marketed perfectly, so that Eddie's like, yeah, this guy's gonna make me some money. He's gonna make me, I'm gonna get a couple more APs of this guy, because once you can do that, Eddie's he's he's into you, isn't it? He's got you. And if I was an active boxer, please, Eddie Hearn, get me those world title shots, yeah, that are safe, and I'll have no issues, or I shouldn't lose until I meet. Uh, 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 um... so, so just a quick question, yeah. When Leroy was um, talking about Errol Spencer's pop, you were nodding your head. So what's the difference between Errol Spence's matchmaking and path to AJ's in your in your estimation? Errol Spence wants all the smoke, clearly. No, but when Leroy said that these are um, winnable fights, the reason why um, he should take them is because they're on the same side of the street as him and they're all winnable fights. What's the difference between that? I, I genuinely believe Porter was more of a risk to Errol Spence and um, okay, Garcia, maybe not so much, yeah, but at the time, some of the, the fights that Spence has got into at the time, were seen as credible, dangerous fights. I've never seen AJ in a fight that I thought, this guy is probably going to lose. There's, there's a chance of him losing. I've never yeah. seen AJ in a fight that I thought, yeah, this is, this is long. 
Yeah, what's away? What, 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 what fight? What? In the heavyweight division, bro. And in a, do you think if do you think if a Wilder had um the last ten fights that AJ had, are they are they not risky? Like are they? Would they I, be don't unbeaten? Think, I, I don't think Wilder loses. I can't lie to you. I generally don't. Yeah. I don't. I've been. I've been. I've been dead serious. He, he, he loses at, against. He loses at, against at one t- of them. At the timing of the right. fights when AJ took him, bro. I, he Wilder loses against Klitschko. Wilder, Wilder is not losing to no Charles Martin. It's not happening. Don't don't let yeah, him. No, yeah, 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 but you chose yeah, the weakest not, opponent there. You, you chose, chose the weakest chose opponent the weakest. there. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to use Charles Martin because I can't believe that Charles Martin gets brought up as a name. As yeah, no, but, I've no, got a world title. No, no, Charles no. He should, Martin. He should he shouldn't be brought up. But you can bring up people like Povetkin. You can bring up people like Klitschko, Parker, yeah. all of these yeah. guys. Wilder Klitschko, Klitschko. You know what? Yeah, I wish that I took screenshots. When even Dylan White, Dylan White, he fought Dylan White after 15 fights. Bro, in all fairness, that's one fight I actually did think that was... I went to that fight and I thought that was actually a, um, a proper competitive potential loss fight, um, could lose fight, yeah? But outside of that, bro, I can't lie to you. AJ versus Klitschko, yeah? I think people, because they like AJ, they're getting motive and their emotions... Is, like, it clouds their judgment to a degree. When AJ versus Klitschko was made, AJ was supposed to run through Klitschko in five rounds. That was the no, narrative. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he wasn't. Let me land. Let me land. Let me land. The odds was heavy in AJ's favor. favor. Klitschko had just sat his ass for two years. Yeah. No, not two. It wasn't and, two. And it, wasn't it was two. two years. It was two years. It he sat his ass for two years. And off the back of that, he had just lost to Fury. AJ was meant to run through him in five rounds. That was the narrative. The fight was a great... The fight was a great fight. I was very, I was pumped up when AJ was, um, when AJ went through that fight and I was gassed he won. But I didn't forget that, wait, you wasn't supposed to be in this predicament against Klitschko. Th- that was the best Klitschko. That was the best Klitschko. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, 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 yeah. That was the best Klitschko we've seen. It was. You, 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 it was. It was. This is crazy agenda. did AJ have before he fought Klitschko? 18, he was 17. I think that was 18th fight. For someone who only started boxing late, for someone who didn't have that much championship experience, even though he went all the way to Olympic finals, for someone who only had 18 fights to fight, Vladimir Klitschko, who was in shape, who had who who is who has the most ridiculous pedigree ever. Ever. 18 fights in, that is mad. mad. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm I'm not discrediting him. I'm just saying what the narrative was and how it flipped once the fight happened. That's all I'm doing. You get what I'm saying? I didn't really see that narrative, but if it was that, that was a wrong. That was a wrong. I, I wish, I genuinely wish I could. If I had time, I would, you know what? Same I'm right. going gonna, gonna to set myself home to go and try and find the papers. I, I, would, yeah, I, would, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a narrative, but like, I... Don't forget, it's a British fans. But we're boxing, we're boxing people, innit? I, I knew that that fight was a bit, it was a bit techie still, because... Pam. I remember pushing it, saying it's 50-50. Of course, he's going to say that. But I didn't think it was going to be a... AJ's going to run through him. Like, it was... Go- For me, it was always going to be a tough fight. The the Fury fight, Klitschko got outboxed. He didn't get beat up. And, like, he was he was spending all his time trying to chase a rematch against Fury. And Fury was going through his issues, so he couldn't get that fight. And the next best thing was AJ. That That, that is literally the timeline. Like, let's keep... Let's not cap. That is where it was. And this, AJ, this Fury- that, Samson, why, so why do you think the Fury fight's not going to happen? Because he's not gonna. Because he's gone. First of all, he's got issues with the whole Wilder situation. Anyway, that fight's more likely going to take place um, for third fight. First of all, and secondly, this narrative. And this is what I say about Hearn, and, and he just chats shit. You're not going to give up your belts, bro. Like, stop it. Like, why are you lying for, bro? You're literally lying. Say, yeah, we'll give up the belts and we're gonna jump. We're gonna, we're gonna give up all our belts. We don't mind because we want the biggest fight now, and we're gonna get the big. Shut up. Who, who are you fooling? But the public are now gonna say, 
oh yeah, AJ wants to fight, he's even prepared to keep the fights, um, the belts. Then when he goes to fight Usyk, he's gonna go and say because um, Fury didn't want it because he went to go and face Wilder, or etc. And so we went and we thought we might as well go and fight a mandatory, which was already in play. It's always in play. It's always been in play prior to um his last fight. It was like, yeah, we know he's gonna fight. He's gonna fight um flipping Pulev, and once he beats Pulev, he's gonna run straight into the Usyk. This whole this whole That's flip. You know what? I think the Usyk fight, yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't think I don't think they want that Usyk fight. If you would have said to me, hey, if you would have said to me, AJ doesn't want that Usyk fight, I would have said, cool. I would have agreed with you. That Usyk fight is such a is such a is such a it's such it's such a banana skin. It's so it's so high risk low. It makes zero sense. The Usyk. Oh, you're not a capping man. You're not definitely capping. Please, zero sense. Are you overrated Usyk or underrated AJ? Matt no, I'm, I'm could make 200, 300 million from them fighting. Why, exactly. why wouldn't they do it? This is prize fighting. Why would they fight Usyk when the they have an undisputed fight the why for, I think Eddie, for five times more money? The reason why I think Matchroom and Eddie want that fight here is because, and this might be, I don't know, quote unquote unpopular opinion, but I think Eddie Hearn is not as confident that AJ can keep winning as he was. So I, I agree. I now's agree. the time to roll the dice. And I think Eddie went. I, th- I think when Eddie, when um AJ was fighting Pulev, I think Eddie was rattled throughout the whole fight. I think he was finished. I think he was finished. Like I think he, they know that this is the time, bro. This is the time. Like this is the time. Even the way AJ, oh. even the way AJ fought, he fought like someone who has to get through that fight to get to the big one. That's what it looked like to me. I genuinely think yeah. that AJ can afford to lose to Fury without his stocks dropping too much because he's expected to. Lo- like on public perception to lose it, yeah. so but it's that's okay. Why I think, that's why I think they want it. Uh, that's why I feel. That's why I feel like they're gonna take the. I'm not. I'm not even trying to say that AJ is ducking for you. By the way, I'm just saying like the narrative of I'm trying to make the fight happen next is you know because you're not gonna lose your belts because you're literally losing your bargaining power. Yeah, you you you're gonna go for the, for the um for your mandatory and defend your belt. So just for me, just I, say I think that. he's taking the fight. I think I think he I think they want the fight. They definitely want it. They've it been is. wanting it. They've been they've been talking about it. Um, as you said, uh, the three big, big um, heavyweights, the three-headed dragon, AJ hasn't fought Fury or or um, or Wilder. And I would say, listen, fair play to Wilder for using AJ, and fair play to Fury and Wilder for using AJ's name to build up their profiles to the point where they they sold a sick, a beautiful narrative. A beaut. They made it seem Wilder and his team, PBC Heyman, made um, Victor, um Victor Ortiz made. Luis Ortiz seemed like the a, a dragon, a beast when his best twin was fucking Brian Jennings. He they done such a great job. <laughs> oh they done my such gosh. a they done such a wonderful job building up Wilder's profile. The guy you, you, don't, you don't agree with that. You absolutely buried yourself. The guy, the guy, the guy, the guy was making the guy Ortiz was serious, man. He's a serious wait, 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 he's buried wait, himself. He's been the most wait, serious guy on your CV, wait, man. Wait, he has let buried let himself. I'm gonna let him finish, let but I'm gonna destroy him. Let me talk. You're not gonna destroy anyone. You're not going to say it. Anyway, Luis Ortiz, his best win, his best win is freaking Brian Jennings. They talk about his amateur pedigree. What did he do in our amateurs? He accomplished nothing. Like, let's keep it, let's keep it true. He accomplished nothing in the amateurs. Like, a Cuban heavyweight, you ain't won no fucking bullshit. And like, oh my God. A 90-year-old fighter. Anyway, anyway, so before, before the AJ Palava, this guy was making three million a fight. They offered him 12 million. He said no. Slave wages. The guy went out. He started talking shit, talking shit, talking shit. They offered him twenty million. He said no. 
they offered him 60-40. He said no. He said 50-50 or nothing. If he got Fury to come out of retirement because this guy had me- mental health um, issues, he's thinking, as you said, as Heyman, they're smart people. They're thinking, you know what? We can knock Fury over. He's not himself. We can put his name on our record. And if we knock out Fury and beat him, then we can go into potential future negotiations with AJ as the A-side. It's an ego thing. Wilder wants to feel like the A-side. They offered this guy 100 million. He said no. So he said no to 12. He said no to 20. He said no to 60, 40. And he said no to 100 million. Cool. He fights Fury. You saw what happened. Fury. 120 million. Obviously, that's the, the extra 20 was including um, um, the other bum. Whatever his name is, man. Brazil, yeah, yeah. But we don't really care about that. But anyway, he, they had this fight. We saw what happened. He got his ass whooped the second time. Loses the first time. Then gets his ass whooped the second time. And we know that is what's holding up a potential undisputed fight because the undisputed fight is what AJ and Hearn has been chasing. They've been chasing that fight clearly. They've been, they've been clearly, and even with Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury said himself, yeah, they offered him 60-40 and he said no. Fury chose Wilder over AJ 60-40 and there's a reason why he done that. We all know AJ's the cash cow. We all know AJ's the proverbial A-side in this division. We know that. But these guys don't want 60-40. They want 50-50. It's an ego thing, number one. And number two, they know that they can build their profile. They spun the narrative. They work together. It's fantastic. They got all these old heavyweights to come out and say, AJ don't want the fight. Although these men be sending a million um, contracts and getting, getting air, whatever. It, it works. It works perfectly. It I'll, give them, I'll give them credit. It, it, AJ and Eddie dropped the ball in the narrative as well. They didn't manage it properly, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't manage that narrative. Like they, they completely lost the public um, battle in that in that situation. They got played so well, but to now come and pretend, pretend that they didn't want the fight is the most disingenuous thing. When Wilder, his resume, let's during that period, let's look at who this guy fought. He fought Ortiz twice. He fought fucking um, Brazil. Um, what Brazil? What's that other guy's name, man? The Molina. Gerald Washington. Molina. Look at Molina. Look, look at the Spilka. These are the so-called big, teachers, bad, man. big bad wolves that my man's fighting. While AJ's out here fighting Parker, he's out here fighting Povetkin, he's out here fighting Takam, he's out here fighting um, Luke. He's fighting live heavyweights while my man, Wilder, is fighting bums. And Fury, also fighting bums. The thing about Fury is that Fury is so lucky. He's, he's got the, he is the people's champ. Like He's that guy that can fight anyone he wants. In between big fights, and it's 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 a, it's a and gift. He gets away with it. and can chuck it on paper as well, and he can do it. He gets away with it. It's beautiful for him. And you know, what? I ain't mad at it because one thing I like about Fury is <laughs> when he, he, we know he's a fighting man, he will fight regardless. He takes on the to top fight. challenges. He will fight. He will fight. But Fury fights bums in the interim. But he takes on the top challenges. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he does. But he fights bums like he fights freaking. Um, he takes on the top challenges. Pianeta. Pianata. Imagine if AJ fought Pianata. You'd love it. You'd be chatting the most shit. And that sounded like he takes on the top challenges. Oh my God, Pianata. Why is he fighting that guy? You. That's what you'd be on. And we both know that. Like, we both know no, that. I'm not, I'm not biting. I'm not at least, at top least AJ. You know? he, no, no, no. He, he just he just fights the, the biggest... You, you can't hit on Fury, man. He no, no, no. He takes the biggest fights. He takes the biggest fights. But he doesn't... Yeah, but he doesn't fight the top challenges. He doesn't yeah. fight the top 10 guys. You he need... You a... need. If you're a top one heavyweight, you need all of your fights to be top 10 heavyweights. That's the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Fact, fact, fact. Fight. doesn't do that. Yeah, you know I, I don't... Like, I don't know. Like, you, you know, um, his record since beating Derek Chisora, yeah, is... is um, it's dead. Imagine. It's dead. <laughs> it's it's dead. dead. At the time, Joe Chisora was actually a risky fight. 
Oh, that, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Let's not let's <laughs> not forget. Let's, let's not feel like 2014 or 15, wasn't it? There we go. Come on, allow it, man. At the time, that was a that was a proper top. That was a proper top challenge. Still, it was meant to. He was meant to. He was meant to fight Hayes as well. And he beat Klitschko in his back home. He 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 was at the time. He was at the time. He was. But Klitschko was uh, meant to run. But either way, you know what? Yeah, you mentioned something. You mentioned something <laughs> about about Luis Ortiz, yeah. And yeah, you know what? Gone, this is where Ortiz. this is where this Ortiz. is where I'm saying I hate Eddie Hearn, yeah. Even though Eddie, I, what, this is why I don't Eddie like Eddie Hearn. Ortiz. Even though as as a, as a fan, yeah, I don't like Eddie Hearn because I I, I see the, I see what you're doing. I see how you're spinning this year, but you chat shit. I'm not spinning. I'm not spinning. Okay, anything. look. Like, in, two, in 2017, after you faced Clear, you know what? Thank God for the internet, innit? You can't lie, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Anthony Joshua gets right? yet another mandatory challenge thrown at him. IBF and WBA World Heavyweight Champion Anthony Joshua has yeah, been ordered yeah. to take the mandatory challenge against Luis Ortiz next. Why did that fight happen? That would have been that would have been great for your stocks here to say at that point in time you have taken on a top challenge, a proper opposition that we think yeah can potentially mm. skin you. Wait, what when, when are we talking about? When are we talking this about? This was 2017. He was he was his mandatory. You know what Eddie Hearn done? He done the maddest move I've ever like one of the maddest moves I've seen. He signed him. He signed Luis Ortiz and said, "Yeah, you're gonna get the fight." And my man, my man had him fight. Um, what's this guy's name? I saw Dave Allen. Dave Allen, and just had him on, on Scott. Yeah, but he was awful. I'm... Luis Ortiz was awful, bro. You're gonna say that? All I'm saying, if you had beaten Luis Ortiz at that time. It Blood. shut up a lot of people. In 20, in 20, I think in that he tried to build up Ortiz's in, profile. Bro, bro, he, he didn't want he didn't want Anthony Joshua, his prized asset, inside Anthony. there with a Luis Ortiz, who was Sh- hella he, 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 No, no, he, he offered Ortiz the fight. 20, yeah, he signed him and had him fight two fighters. No, but shall I tell you why you're trying to shit? Because he fought Parker instead of Ortiz. And I'm not because, because in 2017, in 2017, you could go look at Box Rec right now. In 2017, his last fight was Klitschko. No, 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 that's not what happened. That's not what happened. It was Takam, bro. What I'm happened? T- <laughs> he fought, no, he fought. Listen, listen, listen. He fought Klitschko in um in what's it called in about April 2017. He fought no, Takam at the end of the yeah. year because yeah. he was meant to fight Pulev because he was meant to fight Pulev exactly. and Pulev ducked out. And Pulev ducked out the fight. Samson and Pulev ducked out the fight. The IBF got called first. So the IPF, IBF got called and then Pulev ducked out of the fight and then they fought Takam as a replacement. He quit, the WBA, and then they fought Parker. The WBA but, 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 but regardless, uh, we know for a fact, we know for a fact that uh, my man him, said no to 8 million. We know for a fact, we know for a fact Ortiz ducked AJ. We know for a fact. Whoa. His team, did he did. Not come out and say, he did. Talking about You're talking about recent. I'm talking about 2017. What would have mattered? 2017. 2017. He chose the IBF got called first, and that's a fact. Bro, he ducked he him. Eddie Hearn. <laughs> Eddie Hearn. Protection Hearn. Yeah, came in and said, protection, "My asset yeah. is not getting. Is not yeah. losing for nothing. On my balance sheet, I need AJ as an asset. I can't have. I can't afford to have this guy lose this fight against Luis Ortiz. And if you had beat Ortiz. Yeah, I would not be able to speak on this. And by the way, I keep saying I like AJ and I pref- and I don't mind the way he's crazy. Sound like you fucking like him, mate. <laughs> no, come on, man. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm actually as a as a like as a boxing fan. Yeah, I'm annoyed that he hasn't fought certain fights at certain times, and the fact, I'm a, the fact he hasn't taken the biggest challenge. Yeah, in his he has the best resume. Yeah? But 
if from a boxing perspective, he has been managed absolutely perfectly, apart from the slip up with um with um flipping Ruiz, yeah, which which none of us saw coming. Do you know what I mean? I'm surprised. I'm surprised you don't love AJ the way you love Floyd. Then, what do you mean? You know what I mean, bro. You're talking about a lineal weight. Floyd, um, Floyd, the Floyd take all the fight to the right time. Yes or not? We're talking about come on. when you're talking about Floyd, yeah. Like to me, so I look at this. There's, there's two. There's 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 two halves that guy's career. A PBF cannot be spoken. It's, it's a myth. And you talk about old man, yeah, yeah, yeah who, we know that. who who was uh, out here getting his getting getting paid and still beat mm. all the top challenges in his in his yeah, weight no, class. No, no, no. You everyone can't chat to him. Floyd, him. Floyd, but, and how dare you disrespect him? We know, we know, we know, we know, we know he didn't fight all the guys at the right time, though. We just know that. Like, I'm we're talking about a lineal so champion we in, weight, in, in we, several weight classes know, who has know, who literally go on his box record. I think he's got like like twenty world champions he's beaten. Don't don't do that, bro. We know we didn't fight the guys at the right. I know such as triggers, but yeah, no, no, that one my my chest is burning. <laughs> the reason why, but we, but we AJ, know he AJ didn't. Like he didn't fight Mosley at the right time. God's sake, God's sake. Mosley, I know you don't watch boxing. I know you don't watch boxing. I know you, come on, you know I do. You definitely. Know I know I you don't. You just skim you through it. You look at highlights you, on YouTube. Yeah, That's yeah, what you yeah, do. Yeah, sure, of, of course. If you watch, for you to say Mosley is mad. Mosley was meant to mad. fight Mayweather. In like Mayweather was caught, Mayweather was chasing him, and Mosley said he's got a toothpick. He can't take the fight. Don't do that, bro. I'm going to give you facts. I would do that. I would do that. <laughs> I would do that. When they were lightweight, Mosley didn't, didn't fight Floyd. Mayweather was that. chasing him. Don't do yeah, that, I bro. That. I know that. But then when I tell you that AJ's chasing certain man, you're like, nah, man, you should have fought um, IBF mandatory. That didn't get caught first. You should have fought the WBA. You should have chased um, Ortiz. When we know, when we know the timeline, the way you're, you're applying nuance to Floyd Mayweather, you refuse you to apply the nuance to... to how, how, dare you? How, how dare That's you? How are you doing this? Facts. Facts. I'm doing this you're, because I'm You're talking you. about somebody who has fought this, everybody. This, Everyone in uh, his weight class, he fought them. No, versus no. someone who has I'm a, a, two a names that... Will... I'm a Floyd fan. He didn't fight everyone in his weight class. We oh know he didn't. God. He didn't. He didn't fight. He didn't fight Paul Williams and he didn't fight Margarita. You know that. No, but that's facts. Why didn't Paul he Williams fight Paul Williams? Paul Williams was a world weight champion. <laughs> Paul Williams was a world weight champion. Why didn't he fight Paul Williams? He was retired at that period, I can't lie. That was the first time Cash. he retired the money. It, yeah, it, we know, we know, we know, we know. But, 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 bro, but bro, but bro, but bro, but bro, we know that, we know that. Listen, Wait, we are applying that? nuance, we are applying nuance for Floyd Mayweather, rightfully so. Money. But, but like I said, PBF and money, money may were not treating fighters. We're not applying that same nuance. We're not just, applying that same nuance. Just, another, just taking it back. Just taking it back to AJ though, and and just to wrap things up a little bit. Who 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 doesn't? Who agrees with Samson and thinks that fight doesn't get made this year? It hundred percent gets made for me. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. I think I think the bigger threat is Corona, not Wilder. Yeah, that's a shout. Yeah, that's a shout. But hopefully, Wait. Dr. Leroy, it's all going to be done by April, right? Well, I need to get <laughs> vaccines. I need to keep getting out these vaccines, but we'll get there soon. Mm. All right, let's uh, let's call let's call things uh, a day there. I think it's been an, ev- an eventful pod. Um, can I just today... add in? Can I, can I just add in? Yeah, go on, um, go on, just saying go on. that Mayweather fought um, De La Hoya on talk. Um, I think seventy three. Just putting it out, just putting it out there, like you know, yeah, certain but, fighters but are Oscar, saying that. Yeah, but, Oscar, but wait, but wait, but sir, but Oscar makes about fifty million a fight in it. Like we cannot compare Oscar fucking. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, certain fighters understood their level. A man, and talk, a man, a man, a man that makes two hundred, two hundred 
200,000 pay-per-views you're trying to compare to Oscar De Loya. I'm just saying certain fighters took the fight. Certain fighters understood their position and took the fight. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You can accept you can accept 70 30 when my man will bless you. Him he he will him giving you 30% is giving you about 20 million. That's him blessing you. My man took the fight and spent 50 bags. You know what I mean? Like for a bounce back load, he wants to, to fight for a bounce back load, bro. No, come on. Um, bro. Appa- apparently, right, bro. apparently, Crawford can't fill a room with his own family right now, bro. It's Pete, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, tell Spence to get in the ring with him, innit? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> on, on that note, we'll, we'll call it a day. Um, we need to go into Jido's opinions on weight jumping because he chats so much shit and I want him exposed. Next, next episode, yeah, next, we'll, we'll, next, next pod, episode, next we'll do pod, that because next, I'm, I'm not having next it. Pod. Listen, Next you're just mad you. that you're just mad that Loma got exposed, man. I hey, bro, I'm not. The thing is, I hear it, man. I hear you're it. Gonna one, you're I gonna hear you know, to go and fight a Crowley if he wins. That's what you're going. <laughs> you. I will get. <laughs> I can't lie. Canelo win. <laughs> Canelo wins. That guy's unbeatable. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We didn't even touch on Canelo, but. Next episode, man. We, we, we've done a lot today. We've done a lot today. Cool. Um, guys, thank you for joining me. Follow us on ringside underscore fracas on Twitter. Give us your thoughts on the podcast. Any opinions, any feedback would be much appreciated. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take it easy, lads. That's up. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis. Lennox, I'm coming for you. Like, is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this I, in I seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend. And I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Lipton. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their floor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Now make the bike. Sports Social Podcast Network.